It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is Mock Draft Monday, maybe the final Mock Draft Monday, maybe one more Mock Draft Monday before the real NFL Draft happens next week, next Thursday. We are getting close, a mega contract as well for quarterback Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're subscribed up to the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Get those mailbag questions in for this week's mailbag as well at those Twitter handles at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in-game when using promo code LOCKEDON. It's Mock Draft Monday. Uh, we're getting close yeah. to this thing. Uh, for, for those of you who are followers of Williamson and I and have been following the Locked On Podcast Network for years. We just finished this weekend, Matt, recording the ultimate. We sure did. Yeah. Yeah. The 2023 Locked On Network mock draft special has been recorded. It is now in the editing booth, and that will be released this Thursday. So excited for that one. All of the network involved, and Matt and I get a chance to host it every year. And we've got an extra an extra man in the booth, Keith Sanchez of Locked On NFL Draft, joined us in the main booth to host that one. And we're going to have him on the podcast here on Peacock and Williamson Thursday to talk about it as well. So uh, pump for that one. Yeah, it, quite. Yeah, we banged that out in what, seven or eight hours? You know, it was like nothing. You know? I literally injured myself. <laughs> we podcasted so hard on that one. Yeah, uh, so it's Mock Draft Monday. Uh, the big news of the day, though, before we get into the Mock Draft and you know, it's part of the whole team building process and yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles have these extra draft picks in 2023, Matt, because they weren't sure about their quarterback going into last year, going from let's get some extra picks and see what Jalen hurts. See if he takes that next step, next step he did take. And you go from that to, Oh, now here's $255 million, five wow. years, 255. So we're talking $51 million per year, and Jalen Hurts becomes the highest-paid player in NFL history, Matt. How about that one for the Philadelphia Eagles that uh, I don't think there's any doubt anymore they got their quarterback? No, 100%. And I was wrong on him. I, I didn't think he was going to become a starting NFL quarterback. I thought his accuracy, but more so his anticipation and timing, were were not starting level. And he proved me wrong, and you were finding this out more and more, and it applies to this incoming class, you know, Richardson and these guys, that quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, are showing they can get more and more accurate at the NFL level. And he's an extreme worker. He's an extreme 
leader. I think all those things are incredibly important. He keeps, he's an ascending player. Now I'm not picking on him at all. I will say you can't analyze his his situation and not say, boy, he's got it pretty good too. You know I mean? He's behind the best line in the league, an elite running game. And now you're throwing to elite receivers with a really good defense and the best pass rush and more power to the Eagles for doing that. You know I mean? That's not his fault. I'm not, you know, downplaying him at all. But now that he's going to be making 255, well, those things are probably only going to get worse, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's his supporting cast is not going to get better from what we've seen in his what, what, right. he was 14 and one last year, right? In the regular season, going to the Super Bowl, it's not going to get easier for him, but he could still even get better because right, what's right. crazy is looking at Jalen Hurts' stats, and this doesn't scream. And this is where we're at in the NFL. Like, if you're a young quarterback and you're a franchise quarterback, he's going into his age 25 season now, he's had one great year. Really, and he's got really $50 million year, right? per year contract, right? So that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there's a, a lot more contracts to come for some young guys who are probably celebrating this deal. I think Lamar Jackson being, being happy. Uh, yeah. number one of those, seeing the numbers that came down here. And, and we'll find out what the exact numbers are. These were clearly, you know, the agent uh, leaking the numbers to, mm-hmm. you know, Schefter and Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport, who had the news this morning. And so we'll see what the actual deal looks like, how it's structured, you know, if there's yeah. bonuses in there. And, and maybe it doesn't look quite as big as $51 million per year. But looking at Jalen Hurts' stats, it, it doesn't scream this is the best player in the NFL and deserves the, the highest contract ever in NFL history. Because when you look at his passing numbers from last year, they did get better. He was he started 15 games. They were 15, they were 14 to 1 in those games. He completed 66.5% of his passes, 3,700 passing yards, 22 touchdowns to six interceptions. And it's a good season, right? But that's it doesn't blow you away. Right, right, right. Uh, then though, and, and this is where you've already touched on some of it, where where you have to consider a lot more when it comes to a player like Jalen Hurts. Then you look at his rushing production, 13 more touchdowns running the football and 760 more yards. So you just put offensive production in there versus maybe a, you know, a pocket passer that's not doing as much with his legs. Now we're talking about 35 touchdowns to six interceptions, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you might, you have to include some some fumbles in there, I guess, uh, if you're going to start talking about rushing production and you're over your 4,500 yards total uh, offense, you know? So that starts to look more in the elite category. And then the the real thing for the Eagles that make you say this is a fifty dollar fifty million dollar per year man this is a two hundred and fifty plus million dollar contract one hundred and seventy nine million dollars guaranteed is because of the leadership because right. of you've seen him how he um, how he leads your football team and so when you just look at the passing numbers and you know he's had the one good year it seems like man is that the track record to give him this type of a deal. But then I think when you see the full package of what he is and how much the Eagles believe in him as their guy, then it sort of changes the equation. It does. It does. And I, I don't even know we need to talk that much about it. I think it's just a foregone conclusion. You know, Herbert's probably next. I think he'll get a little more. Burrow will get more than all the above. Lamar's right. his own beast. Who knows? And you mentioned this to me this off the air when you were just kind of digging up his stats. And I think anyone who plays fantasy football won't be shocked. But think about the points that he scored on the ground. He has 23 rushing touchdowns over two years. That's a lot of football points on a Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. doubt. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know who is maybe the big winner right now, Matt, that you wouldn't think about immediately is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
looking at what Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. contract was that at the time it was like, Oh my gosh, they just Bargain. gave him a, a 10 year, $500 million contract. Which, oh, which, I'm looking at it right now. So it was a, it was a, a 10 year, $450 million contract extension. And uh, it's just kicked in, in 2022, I believe. And so he signed through 2031 and even at his highest per year dollar value, it's 59.9 in 2027, which even if he made that, you know, that uh, and plus, uh, you know, plus signing bonus stuff. So, but, you know, 62 mm -hmm. cap number, $62 million cap number. Even if he made all of that, that's not going to look crazy with what some of these contracts are. And he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And with this 10-year contract, really the flexibility that the Chiefs have to move money around when they start to get to those later yeah. portions of the contract and there's not all of the, um, you know, the guaranteed money in there. And there's, you know, you can start to restructure things and, and make it easier and easier on the cap every year. The Kansas City Chiefs, as crazy as that deal sounded when it was announced, this looks like the bargain contract in the NFL for the best player in the NFL. Yeah, and I think it was 2027 you mentioned when it's like a $60 million hit, right? Yes, yeah. He may have three Super Bowl rings by then. Maybe four. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, he's going to be in the mix, I would think, going forward. And the cap might be $40 million more not then than it is now. I mean, it could be astronomically more. And as you mentioned, this will be the case for the Eagles. These teams will go to the bank of Mahomes, the bank of Hertz, and eh, we'll add another year. We'll move things around. We'll get your wide receiver. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it is flexible. We do have a couple of picks for those Philadelphia Eagles. They don't have to draft a quarterback now for a very long time. And so pick number 10 and pick number 30 belong to the Philadelphia Eagles in the latest mock draft from Matt Williamson. Mock draft Monday next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app. It's so fun to play if you're a football fan, if you've ever put your GM hat on and think you could build that NFL dynasty. Well, now's your chance in a realistic and challenging game format. Ultimate Football GM gives you control and managing uh, of managing every aspect of your franchise. We're talking through seasons, 25 seasons, lead your team to glory, build that historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for hiring, firing coaches and coordinators. Build the system you want, run the scheme you want, and get the players that fit that scheme. Managing all the financial aspects of your team. You can sell the naming rights if you want, player salaries and terms. And of course, the most fun you have probably is drafting players, navigating your franchise through the NFL draft, free agency player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season, th some things that might surprise you week to week in Ultimate Football GM. And you can play completely free, on uh, offline, play on the go, as you want to, and when you want to. And the best part, Locked On listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in-game. So you have the opportunity to uh, build your franchise a little quicker with promo code Locked On inside the game store and uh, and have yourself a little fun building your dynasty with Ultimate Football GM. Go to ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, take it away, Matt. Williamson Mock Draft 4? 4.0? Where are we at right here? I'm not even sure what number we're on at this point in in draft season. Uh, I just know we're getting close. Yep, and... Uh, I do this for Steelers.com, and I always have to have the disclaimer, this is not the views of the Steelers. This is views of Matt Williamson, even though it's on their official website. And this is just my hunch of how it'll go, which, of course, will be wrong. Um, but I do think Bryce Young's going first overall. I mean, you are you pretty confident in that right now? Are you believing that in live it, season? It feels that way. It went from yeah. Bryce Young being everyone's kind of favorite guy on tape to, oh, C- Panthers straight up. Oh, CJ Stroud because yeah, yeah. of tall quarterbacks or whatever, you know, uh, under Frank Reich. But just, you know, just going through it and hearing analysts talk about Bryce Young and, and now seeing the betting lines and, and, you know, kind of putting your putting your ear down to the to the train tracks. You can kind of feel it now that it feels like this is the way things are going if you're believing what's going on. And what's interesting with the, the NFL draft process, Matt, and it's why it's so fun and intriguing is, is so many people are wrong, whether you're projecting it, whether you're actually making the picks and their teams are getting that wrong, too. Um, but there's so much lying and so much secret business happening but then there's some truth weaved in and it's like when you can believe stuff and when you can't believe stuff so everything that comes out of the combine you can't believe it for two months but then you get close to the draft and these little nuggets come out that are that are right on Mm, and so it's almost to the point where lying season goes away in the final week and then you can start believing some things here and there again but then you have your lies forever yeah yeah you have to put your especially in the morning like the, the time you can start to believe stuff is is draft morning for sure because that's when yeah, things yeah. really start to get to get real. So, um, but it does feel like Bryce Young number the Texans one. Texans are taking Mario Williams, not Reggie Bush. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> yep. And uh, when, when it comes to the number one pick, maybe we'll hear that before. But right now, it does feel like Bryce Young. Now, pick number two has also gotten really interesting in the yeah, last. Yeah, I'm believing this hype a little bit too. Yeah, it feels like maybe the Texans really won't go quarterback number two. Right, and maybe maybe they have a great smoke screen, and they go, "We wanted C.J. Stroud all along." La, 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 la. You know, they run the podium. I haven't taken Will Anderson though because I, I think the D'Amico Ryan's Alabama connection, but even more so the 49er love of defensive line connection, is real. And I, I know it's an easy thing to dismiss, but C.J. Stroud having the same agent as Deshaun Watson, I'm not sure. You know, Houston's you know ownership is thrilled about that situation. Right, and and you forget that it's not just the GM that's evaluating. It's not just right, the, right. the head coach has second overall pick. Say and ownership has say in these things. If ownership says mm-hmm. uh, it's like Johnny Manziel got drafted because ownership's like, I want a quarterback. This guy's famous. Let's sell some jerseys. And you know, Kyle Shanahan's like, I don't want that quarterback. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so, but it happens. So ownership has a big say, and you never know how they're going to change things, especially when it comes to quarterback. And, and there's some smoke that their GM might not be there much longer, you know? Right, so, that's the yeah, other right. story. So do they get a new GM? And Mike Silver dropped a story that uh, the 49ers, where D'Amico Ryan's head coach came from, assistant GM Adam Peters, who's interviewed for jobs, is, is well thought of, has turned down a lot of jobs. Maybe he's the natural fit to go in there. Does that mean it's a Trey Lance for a second-round pick? And the Texans go uh, other places with both of their picks, and then they're 
have extra picks again in the 2024 draft to then yeah, go get the quarterback if Lance turns out not to be the guy, but he's three years younger than Hendon Hooker. So give me Lance over Hendon Hooker with the second round pick anyway. So that mm-hmm. that's one of the scenarios that could happen with the Houston Texans. That that's it's they're they've become the main hinge point in this draft because they have two picks in the top 12 and what they do at number two kind of changes everything for a lot of teams. Yeah. And the, the, the smoke that I'm not buying is that Tyree Wilson can go over Will Anderson. I mean, I, I just don't think that's, in the cards. I know some people love the length and all, all that. I think Anderson's a much better player. So I do have Wilson going third to the Cardinals, who would certainly try to be on the phones. And I would think teams would be really after CJ Stroud and try to get the three, but I wasn't allowed to put trades in. So not good. allowed to put trades in here, but the the and pick two with once the Texans decide not to draft a quarterback, they're probably listening to offers as well. But probably not from the Colts. Right. From yeah, the, you know, don't want to make it hairy, right. You don't want to help the guys in your division, and you don't want to help the the Titans out either. Right. So that's two of the main culprits that would try to yeah. go up to get Stroud. So maybe you just sit there and take Anderson. So in this situation, Arizona kind of settles for Wilson, and the Colts sprint to the podium for C.J. Stroud, and are thrilled to get him at four. And in the end, if the Colts want to go up, and this is how it happens, and I'm sure they can get to three if they yeah, want right, to. Right. The question is, does somebody else come over the top? And mm-hmm. for the Cardinals, you know, with Will Anderson off the board, depending on how they feel about Carter or Wilson, um, I would imagine if a team like the Titans is actually willing, and we've heard reports they might be willing to pay the cost, they'd probably rather go down to 11 for that haul than just go down one spot. But they might be able to get a lot for that one spot from the Colts because of that. As well. Yeah, maybe it's just their second round pick, and okay, both teams are happy they get their guy, and Cardinals still take Wilson or whatever. You know, that's another thing. So when you're the Texans, you're allowing potentially one of your division rivals to get that quarterback. So you better be right about it too. Right, right. Even if it's Richardson or you know whomever, mm-hmm. right. But they do pick again at twelve. Maybe they could move up to five or what. You know, who knows? They have a lot of flexibility. The Texans. Uh, pick five here, and this is a pretty common selection. I have no idea what to do about Jalen Carter, but you know uh, the Seahawks are a team that's you know they, they drafted really well last year. They've they've drafted some players in the past that do have some red flags. Um, maybe they've gotten burned. Uh, who was it, Malik McDowell, a few years ago, right? And almost all their red flag guys have been defensive linemen. Yes, yeah, uh huh. And and it's uh, did you remember the quote from Deion Sanders? about a he's month many i don't remember well yeah <laughs> not the quote, sorry uh, a quote from Deion sanders about a month ago he was talking about recruiting and he said he wants his quarterback to have you know come from a two parent family and you know be the leader and the, the 3.5 ga or higher a great point average or higher mm-hmm. and then when he's recruiting defensive linemen he's like i i don't care i i don't you know if they have a history if they, you know i kind of <laughs> want them to yeah uh, you know, be be a bad boy a little bit like that. So there is something to it in that old school football vibe. And um, the Seahawks have been that way, but also a really high character draft last year. Maybe they've turned over a new leaf. So I don't know what to think about Jalen Carter and the Seahawks. I don't know what to think about Jalen Carter and any of these teams. It might be very individual with all the teams. And then Carter could really slip because his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, decided not to take any visits with any teams outside of the top 10. So if you don't go in the mm-hmm. top 10, you're not pretty sure about it, then – who knows? Maybe we're talking the second round. No idea where to put Jalen Carter, but talent would absolutely have him here in the top five. Peter King today kept mentioning the Steelers with Jalen Carter. So the, trust me, I'm getting that from all angles. The Steelers are going to trade. I mean, it'd be a great fit for him. Go hang out with Cam Hayward. Mike Tomlin would handle it perfectly. But yeah, I, I think Seattle would handle it really well, too. Pete Carroll knows how to deal with immature players and you know, highly talented players, and he's in it to win it. Mm-hmm. The first of two Detroit Lions picks at number six. What do you like here? 
after trading Nakuda, I have them taking Gonzalez. I, I think that's a, a logical move. Every move they've made this offseason, they're clearly trying to get better at cornerback, but mm-hmm. they haven't really done much long-term there either, and then you trade Akuda. So it just feels like need, value, everything's going to meet up for the Lions, whether they stay at six or trade down quarterback. It feels really good for them here, I think. Yeah, and it could be Witherspoon, it could be Gonzalez. One of them could be off the board, but at six, they'll get a corner if they want. It's, it's funny how the closer we get to the draft – the quarterbacks start to slip again. And we see it almost every year where people go crazy for the quarterbacks. And then in reality, you realize, man, these teams are going to get married to this player. They have to really love them. And so we've only got two quarterbacks so far in the top six. That brings us to the Las Vegas Raiders, man. And I have them go with Anthony Richardson. And they could take a corner. They could take anything on defense. They'd have their pick of offensive linemen. I just think that Richardson's really tempting. And, you know, Josh McDaniels go way back. You know, he drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. Uh, it's a good spot for him to learn under Jimmy. So uh, I, I didn't feel strong about it. The Raiders could go a lot of directions. But I did want Richardson off the board soon. Raiders are a little bit of a wild card because they could go quarterback. They could go offensive line. They could go defense, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They could trade up. They could trade down. They're really uh, a flexible team here with a lot of needs. And if a quarterback falls, you could absolutely see this pick. So some teams might try to get up in front of them just because of that, just to make sure. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's the perfect stopgap starter and he's going to be a good teammate and he can be the starter this year. And then you move into the Anthony Richardson era or the Will mm-hmm. Levis era. So uh, interesting team with Las Vegas at seven. It's hard to pinpoint what they could do because they could do so many things. They could, they could, they were a real hard team for me or Hey, Houston could jump to seven and grab Richardson or who knows. I mean, that was a, a tough spot for me. Um, I then go Atlanta. I don't love Lucas Van Ness, but the league sure seems to, and everyone mock has them going in this neighborhood. I think it's a big defensive off season for them. Just grab what, I don't agree, but is the best offensive player available. I think there's some trade potential with the Falcons because every yeah. time I do a mock with the Falcons, it, it feels I don't not it. perfect there. At right, eight. right, right. So we'll see what they do. And another team that could do a lot of different things, and I guess wouldn't surprise you at corner, but they got themselves Jeff Okuda. Uh, wouldn't surprise you on the D-line. Uh, maybe even B. John Robinson could go higher than people expect and end up at number eight. Uh, Be a so, nice spot for him. Yeah. Chicago Bears at nine. Um. I think it's going to be a very heavy defensive draft with the exception of a tackle. And I think they get their pick of, ta- of offensive linemen. I gave him Paris Johnson. I considered Skoronsky as well. With their recently minted quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles first of two first round picks at number 10 overall, where do they go? I gave him Witherspoon because I just don't think he can fall really outside the top 10. He's a great prospect. They have Slay, they have Bradbury, but those guys aren't young and they aren't cheap. He's just one of the best players in the draft. Yeah, and, right, right. Uh, at a certain point, you have to figure out who the best players are. And then if you have a future need there, um, I like it. I, I love that. I think he fits in men, men, his mentality with that defense. Um, yeah, right, right, right. Such a, well. such a great spot because they can just sit back and go, give us best player available. And if best player available happens to be a cornerback, even if he's only 180 pounds, that's fine too. So that's fine. Right, Eagles, right, right. Devin Witherspoon, like that one. I think I had it in my draft, draft that way. I think I mean, you did too. I yeah. like this so much. Good job, man. <laughs> uh, Skaronsky to the Titans at 11. Yeah. I think O-line has to be the move here. I mean, that O-line's a disaster, and he'll he'll help somewhere. And we've talked about this multiple times. Yeah. Are you buying the trade-up for the Titans for a quarterback? Next year. I, I don't think the years – I don't think the team's properly equipped to handle that. 
the other thing here that someone might be thinking, okay, well, if you're willing to trade up for a quarterback, you're probably willing to sit at 11 and just draft Will Levis because he's on the he's on the board here. Yeah, and I don't love Levis, but I don't think he's going to fall super far. I have the Texans taking him. I mean, Houston fans, would you like to end up with Anderson and Levis? I mean, if this was Anderson and Richardson, I'm sure you'd be doing cartwheels. I don't think that's as feasible. But the way it sits, I'm like, hey, I mean, if he stinks – Maybe you'll draft one in the top five next year anyway. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be married to the guy. Take a shot. If you're the Houston Texans, would you prefer to trade for Trey Lance or Mac Jones with your second round pick and, and, and Lance, not I would. back in the first round? Yeah, I would. Especially if, it's, if Richardson was sitting there, the answer would be no. But the second Richardson would go off the board, I would call the Niners and maybe the Patriots, but especially the Niners. Yeah, the more I think about it, I, I just think maybe that's the way the Texans are going to go because there's mm-hmm. the Casario connection with New England and Mac Jones. Mac Jones was high on the 49ers board when D'Amico Ryan's right, was right, the 49ers, right. and then the other quarterback that was with the 49ers and Trey Lance. So those two quarterbacks I, I'm really looking at for the Texans if they decide to go the non-quarterback at two route. Maybe they take two defensive linemen, you know, two and 12, and now D'Amico's really happy. Next, we've got pick 13. The New York Jets are on the clock, and we'll do the rest of Matt Williamson's mock draft number seven, I think it is here, on Mock Draft Monday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks once again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Every dayers love it. Uh, on tomorrow's episode, we are going to do our all-defense draft. We did our all-defense, our all-offense mock draft Monday where it's Peacock versus Williamson. That was a lot of fun. Now we got to do the defensive side of that one. That will be tomorrow. Make sure you're checking out everything on the network, by the way, because your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Here we go. Pick 13, the New York Jets. And... Uh... I think this is an easy one with Broderick Jones. I think it's an easy pick. I love it. Yeah. Broderick Jones here. I think he's one of the top talents in the draft. I think maybe he has some work to do, but the upside is there. And I don't think this pick is going to ever belong to Green Bay. I don't either. So I think you, if you get one of those three offensive linemen, sprint to the podium, take them, Jets, boom. How about those New England Patriots at pick 14? If, if Will Levis falls here, do you think they go quarterback? Hmm. If there's a Jones deal available, I, I think that's very possible. Um, it's a good call. I, I think they could go with like a Porter Jr. I think they would love one of the tackles. They're so bad at drafting receivers, but I feel like Jackson Smith and the Jigba is almost bust proof and would be their leading receiver tomorrow. So that's what I gave him at 14. Yeah, he's he, he's one of those receivers. And when I think about Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, you know, Cooper Cup and I yeah. think uh, maybe a Monroe St. Brown. And those guys were drafted yeah, yeah. later, but Jackson has that type of ability, but he's got a little bit more juice and, and timed better than those guys. That's why, True. you know, they were third, fourth round picks uh, because they didn't time well. Cooper Cup ran a four, six, right? But you could, you could absolutely plug in Jackson Smith and Jigba into the Cooper Cup role, highly targeted, move him around. Yeah. And 
you know, everything coming out of Ohio State is how good he is and the best of the receivers. And it's odd to hear a wide receiver say someone else is better than them. But to hear all the Ohio State receivers <laughs> say that Jackson Smith and Jacob is the best one of all of them, uh, that's interesting. And he just he just really feels really patriot as far as what they like at, at wide receiver. They need a target hog over there. They really do. And I think Green Bay at 15 would be sad about it. I think they would love to get Smith and Jigba. Perfect compliment to Christian Watson. But I gave him Dalton Kincaid, who seems like he's got a lot of steam right now. Um, of course, the, the irony of giving a first-round pass catcher as you're pushing Aaron Rodgers out the door is kind of humorous, but they need to do it. They need to do it, yeah. Make it easier for Jordan Love if he's your guy. Yeah, that was my thought. Commanders at 16, you got Joey Porter Jr., yeah, they swipe him right in front of my Steelers. I think he's a good fit for them. I mean, they have a great uh, pass rush, defensive line potential there. They want big matchup, beat you up type corners. I think Porter would be a really good fit for the Commanders. So with no Porter, where do your Pittsburgh Steelers go at 17? People are all over the board on Brian Brzee, and I really like him. And to be honest, he reminds me a lot of Cameron Hayward. He's just a big, physical, upfield, longer defensive tackle. That's what I went with. But, hey, if I'm GM in the Steelers and this draft goes like that in the first 16, I'm, I'm listening to offers. Yeah, classic Steelers, like sort of a five technique, three technique type yeah, of yeah, yeah. interior defense alignment. Miles Murray, Cam Hayward's you know, successor is the plan. Right, yeah, yeah. Play with them, play alongside them, and then replace them with them. Yeah, that's a very Steeler thing to do. Detroit Lions, Miles Murphy going uh, edge here at pick 18 after going edge last year, going corner earlier in this draft, really being the building the defensive side of the ball, which is probably a smart way to go for Detroit. Yeah, pair him with Hutchinson. It wouldn't shock me if Atlanta took Miles Murphy at eight or the Raiders do something crazy at seven. Like, this guy seems like unlikely to get to 18 i was a little down on him but then i watched him more and looked at his pro day and like this guy's pretty freaky he should go high darnell Wright, i like this pick the more i watch him the more i think he's going to go pretty high in this draft and you know there might be a little bit of gap after the top three offensive linemen um but i think he's right projects more as a right tackle but then you get to the bucks and it's like okay let's move worths over and and plug in right on the right side I, i think every bucks fan would be thrilled with this should be, yeah. I mean, that's a, a slam dunk to me. Seattle Seahawks, Nolan Smith, the speedy. See, I love this one, Georgia. I kind of like it too, actually, especially when you got the uh, uh, his Georgia teammate Carter yes. going a little bit earlier in this draft, and, and Nolan Smith is is that leader type of a guy. So you know, you get his you, you get you get his sort of little big brother uh, at pick twenty, and then you get some juice off the edge at the same time. Yeah, it's the Big Brother program. You know, hey Nolan, we love your edge work. You and Jalen are going to do great things on the defensive front, but why don't you keep an eye on him while you're at it? <laughs> you know, we'll have you guys room together too. Nolan Smith is an un- another interesting prospect. It's hard to project where he's going to go in I this know. draft because he's a ridiculous athlete, but you're going to draft a 239-pound edge rusher that had three sacks last year or whatever it was, you know, right, so it's like, right. oh, okay. Um, interesting player, very interesting player, and, and one of many smallish prospects in this draft. Some teams won't draft the small guys. Some teams are cool with it. The Los Angeles Chargers right here, you have them being cool with it and drafting um, one of the smoothest wide receivers in this class and Jordan Addison, who you saw a lot at Pitt before he transferred to USC. Yeah, and Allen and Williams seem like they're never on the field together. Age is becoming an issue with them. They just restructured both their contracts. They're both going to be very expensive. They need to create big plays there in a big way. So I think Addison fits in well. Interesting seeing Addison climb back up the draft boards late in the process after a lot of people thought he was wide receiver one during the season. 
you know, it was a Blitnikoff Ward winner and, you know, put up so many stats and, and was such a good route runner and gets open and productive. And then it's like, ah, he's kind of small, doesn't blaze in the 40. So maybe he's not going to be a first round guy. And I'm starting to see him a lot again in, in, in mock drafts and people who put on the tape are like, he's just good and gets open and, and makes yeah, plays. Yeah, he does. He does. He can, he can play inside. He can play out. I don't love him, but I think he's a first round pick. Back-to-back wide receivers here, Quentin Johnson to the Ravens. Odell Beckham's not going to change your plan here at wide receiver in the draft? It shouldn't. Uh, I mean, if you're truly going to throw to receivers, they don't have a big receiver, a big physical guy. Beckham's only on a one-year deal. We know his injury history. He'd probably be a good role model or, you know, maybe not. I don't know. But he'd be a good guy for Be- or Johnson to learn a thing or two from as well. They could have went corner. They could have went edge. You know, I thought about Deontay Banks keeping him in Maryland, but I, I, I stuck him to the Vikings with the next pick. Yeah, doing a doing some wide receiver work probably helps Lamar want to want to yeah, sign yeah. that deal, and then now might have to up the dollars too. Looking at what what Jalen got, yeah. got as well, so we'll see if there's a deal done by draft day for Lamar Jackson. Who knows? Maybe it'll come down tomorrow. Now that we've seen a new quarterback contract in the uh, in the interim. Yeah, just give me one of those. You know, maybe he does that. I don't know. We got a corner, Deontay Banks. He's fast and over six feet. And so when you got speed and size, there's not a lot of guys with both speed and size in this draft. Deontay Banks at 23 feels about right. Yeah. They just hired Brian Flores to be the defense coordinator. He's like the heaviest man guy out there, and they don't have the corners to do it. So I think Banks makes sense. That's smart. I haven't seen a lot of corners to Minnesota in mock drafts. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about that angle of it and how much man they're going to play, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah. They could use it. Jacksonville Jaguars, Brian Branch. This is more about Branch than the Jags. I, I I look at like the the last 10 picks we made, the next five. Every team could use a Brian Branch. And I think he's a solid leadoff double. Jacksonville's looking for more leadership and glue guy. I I, I just stuck him here. I love Brian Branch. He's such a, oh, yeah, he's a great player. He's everywhere yeah. when you watch Alabama's defense. Doesn't miss tackles. And I think he projects just fine starting at safety as well as being that slot guy if you want mm-hmm. to. Yep. So Jags could use him. Everybody could use him. Let's finish up this mock draft with uh, pick 25 through 31. Osiris Torrance going to the Giants. Kalijah Cansey falling to the Dallas Cowboys at 26. And running back off the board finally with B. John Robinson to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Giants want to run the ball. The interior of their O-line isn't great, to say the least. Dallas adds more pass rush, try to keep up with the Eagles. Even if he's a part-time player, Cansey would do a lot of damage, at least on third downs with Micah and Lawrence and those guys. And I can't imagine Bijan gets past the Bills. Can't see. I think Van S and Nolan Smith. You have them between picks eight and twenty-six. Mm-hmm. You could flip-flop them, and it's yeah. like, I just don't know where these guys are going to go. Can't see is, is is another ultimate outlier. Hundred percent, and he's not for me. He won't be for some teams, but some teams are saying the same thing about Nolan Smith, and some teams are like, "I'll run the podium for Can't see," and I think Dallas would be one of them. You know, Bijan's another one, too, because yeah, yeah. how many GMs, Matt, you, you've been around GMs. How many GMs are going to sit there and look at their draft board and have the top guy on their board be Bijan Robinson, which will be the case for probably 15 picks until 27? <laughs> exactly. I'm right. going to be like, nope, we're not going to take the guy at the top of the list. We're going to take a different player. So yeah, why do we go? This way? Gonna go. Right, I love the right. Finn Buffalo, though. Yeah, and I almost put him in Dallas. Right, yeah, 26, 27. He, I don't think he gets past this. He, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I think the Bengals could take him and cut Joe Mixon at the next pick. Oh, absolutely. Michael Mayer, though, tied in from Notre Dame going to Cincinnati. They brought back a couple of 
dudes at tight end sample and those type of guys, but Mayer's way better than all those guys. And I think they want a two-way blocker slash receiver. And Mayer 28's good value. We got Mozzie Smith, New Orleans Saints defensive tackle. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles at 30 going Will McDonald, the edge out of Iowa State, and the last pick in the first round. 31 Kansas City Chiefs Jalen Hyatt wide receiver from Tennessee and and that's uh, a, a kind of a scary little fit I think we talked about that one a little bit yeah. off the air how Jalen Hyatt to Kansas City is one of those where you don't really think about it and they make the pick and you're like oh gosh okay yeah that, that does kind of open things up for their offense even if he's not a highly targeted player and then the defensive coordinators in the AFC West go oh great that's wonderful bring more speed uh, that's great uh, McDonald is a very Eagles-like pick the Saints defensive tackles are Kalen Saunders and Nathan Shepard. Like, that's a really bad group. Uh, anywhere on the D-line for the Saints. I like yeah, it. yeah, they could get a big D-end too. And we do know your Pittsburgh Steelers are picking 32nd, Matt. You got a little extra bonus pick here for them? Yeah, I didn't love how that fell for him either. It wasn't a very Steeler-friendly draft. I would consider Zay Flowers. Um, I would consider Darnell Washington. The next corner off the board would be in my mind as well. Maybe Forbes is somebody I like quite a bit, although he's very skinny or a Cam Smith, possibly. Those would be the, the guys I'm thinking about. That is Matt Williamson's latest mock draft on this mock draft Monday as we get closer and closer within two weeks to this draft. Next week is the NFL draft Thursday. So we're 10 days away here. I can't wait for it. And tomorrow, Matt and I are going to be mocking again, but very different scenario. We're taking all defensive players going back and forth and and each building a, a defensive team based on these 2023 rookies. And we did the offense Friday. It was a lot of fun. We'll see how our defenses turn out. And um, the early returns, Matt, uh, I think uh, I think I might have got you on the on the offensive side. That's that's what I'm hearing on the streets. You but, stole a lot of picks from me. I'll be honest. I, mean, I yeah. thought I could play you a little better than I did. <laughs> uh, I have the first pick, though, tomorrow. Right. I, I picked first. So I had the advantage on offense. You had the advantage on defense picking first. And uh, and I'm going to have to put together a, a team that can stop what you got going on up front, too. So that might be on the on the back of my mind, making my selections for those. Well, I'll give you 24 hours to think it over because I'm taking Jalen Carter. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? It's lying season. I'm oh, I guess not officially on the show clock. Up and then right. I'm fielding the offers team. for the pick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen back tomorrow. Right here, Peacock and Williamson. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.